Hey, chiropractors, welcome to Modern Chiropractic Mastery with your host, Dr. Kevin Christie, where we discuss the latest in marketing, business, and professional growth with some of the leading experts in the industry. Hey, docs. Uh, you know, I try not to speak in hyperboles often and, and try to really give you as much substance as possible without overblowing it. <laughs> uh, in this episode, I'm actually going to earn you a lot of money, and uh, it's, it's, it's real. Uh, I've got Matt Santon on the line. He is the Director of Operations, and I'm going to interview him today. He's a Director of Operations at Business Group Resources. Um, they, they help small businesses get incentives and rebates, that they are entitled to. And that's what we're going to talk about today is actually a research tax credit. I first heard about it from a, a very respected colleague who ran it through the ringer, as we'll discuss on this episode. And you can actually get a tax credit for what we do as chiropractors. Uh, a lot of types of businesses can get this tax credit. And many businesses have been getting this for years, as you'll hear. And we go through the history of it, the details of it, and how you can file uh, retroactively for a few years, and then how you can file each year moving forward. So um, if you have more than one employee, W-2 employee, as you'll hear on this, uh, or you probably will in sometime in the future, this episode is going to show you how you can actually get money for this. Uh, and I've run my practice through the process, and we'll be getting money back from this. And so uh, this episode is really going to earn you some money, which is great. I'm excited about that. Uh, once I heard about it, I did my due diligence, ran through the process. I told Matt I needed to have him on the podcast. And so here is my interview with Matt Santon. Before we get to the episode, I want to tell you about my friend and colleague, Dr. Holly Tucker of ChiroNumbers.com. Have you been in practice a few years now and you're wondering when your business will start to reward you financially? Are you so overwhelmed with the day-to-day -day business management that it is hard to see your success? Or are you trying to expand your team and worried about the impact to the bottom line? Dr. Holly is a certified profit-first professional and a chiropractor herself who has managed multiple practices over the past 10 years and consults specifically on implementing the cash flow system of profit first for chiropractors. Simplify the way you look at stats, metrics, and your own compensation through this methodology by working with someone with unique experience in your business model. Visit bit.ly bit.ly slash numbers to get your guide and video training. Download the first two chapters of Profit First and subscribe to her weekly five-minute Friday series on profitability. Start to feel less overwhelmed, avoid burnout, and clean up your finances so you can focus on patient care. Again, that's bit.ly slash numbers for access to Dr. Holly's resources. I hope you enjoy this week's podcast. All right. Welcome to the episode, Matt. I really appreciate your time today. Uh, this is definitely a unique topic. When I first heard about it, had no idea about it. <laughs> and so I'm excited to share this with the audience. But before we do, tell us a little bit about yourself personally, professionally, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, Kevin, thank you for having me on. Uh, my name is Matt Santon. I am the Director of Operations at Business Group Resources. Uh, my previous job, I worked at a firm called Aperio. We did Salesforce cloud implementations. It was a technology consulting company. Um, through a mutual friend and a couple family members, I became connected with this group. 
at Business Group Resources. Um, we work in partnership with a company called Business Incentive Solutions. Um, and all that we do is help small to medium-sized businesses take advantage of this research and development tax credit, which we'll get into. Um, but I have been doing this for a little over four years now, um, and I'm loving it. So keeping it pushing. And um, yeah, that's where I am now. So your professional background, is it in accounting or is it um, in business? Not in accounting. So uh, I went to a small school called DePaul University mm -hmm. um, in Greencastle, Indiana. If you're an NBA fan, Brad Stevens went there. That's yep. how I get people to identify it. Mm -hmm. I played there. I majored in political science. I'm in communication. Really at that school, um, the only way to do, to do a business degree is to do economics. Mm -hmm. um, which I didn't love. So it's liberal arts. It's very broad. So yeah, my background um, kind of wide, but yeah, jumped into the technology right away um, and then jumped into this. So I guess they say liberal arts, you're supposed to be able to adapt quickly. So I try to use that. Yeah, there you go. And, and the technology uh, component is going to come back to us here as we dive into this. And so I met you in the digital email world uh, from our last mastermind meeting in, in April. We were talking about different things uh, of, of where people were getting some ancillary money from the employee retention credit. And obviously you had the PPP and the HHS, and there's all these acronyms that were giving us all money, uh, which was cool. Uh, now we're obviously uh, paying it back because inflation's massive and we're probably going to get taxed more and stuff like that. But uh, one of the things that popped up from one of our members was this research tax credit, which I know you're going to dive into. And uh, he's a, one of our, you know, more reputable chiropractors in the, in the planet. And he had his accountants and his attorneys look through the whole thing. And it was a hundred percent right with it and everything was good. And so we did it and it worked out. And uh, I, you've probably heard from a few of our mastermind members since then. So uh, let's actually talk about what the research tax credit is, the history of it and all the different things. And we'll start dialoguing on that. Yeah, absolutely. So the research and development tax credit, it was introduced in 1981 um, under the Ronald Reagan administration, introduced through the Economic Recovery Act of 1981. Um, at the time, a lot of businesses were leaving the United States. It was too expensive. They're looking for cheaper costs. So it was introduced as a way to encourage businesses in the United States to remain in the United States, uh, a way to encourage entrepreneurship. Um, and from the government, from the government's perspective, and really this is what the credit is about. If your company is spending time improving your overall product, improving your business process, um, improving your technology, um, you are likely doing things to remain more competitive, you are likely growing, and you're likely hiring. So from the government's perspective, that spurs the economy. And that's what they want to see. So if you're spending time trying to improve your business and hiring more, um, that is going to lead to more job creation. So that's why it exists. It has been expanded over the years by the Bush, and it was made permanent by the Obama administration. And there's actually a pool set every set aside every year for the credit. Um, so that's kind of the genesis of it. Now, in terms of qualification, it is an activity-based credit. So like I said, we are looking for ways that a 
company or a practice has improved their business product, their process, their technology, or ways that they've spent time eliminating uncertainty, which we can get into. Um, the other two things that, that you have to satisfy is you have to have paid tax. You have to have more than one W-2 employee. Um, so those are the three buckets that you have to satisfy. And then I'm sure we can get more into um, why chiropractors are such a great fit for this, why medical services in general are a great fit for this. Um, and then just one other thing, um, this is something that Fortune 500 and Fortune 1000 companies are taking advantage of routinely. Mm -hmm. um, what we find a lot is that small to medium-sized businesses aren't even aware of it. If they are aware of it, they likely don't have the niche accounting, either in-house capabilities or with their CPA to be able to take advantage. So that's part of why this gap exists. Um, all that I want to do is make people aware of it, connect them with the tax specialists and experts at Business Incentive Solutions, um, and get going from there. Yeah, definitely. And so for our audience, you know, some actually may or maybe students, some may be um, early on in their lone wolves and they, they're the only W-2 employee or they're not even a W-2 employee mm -hmm. at this point, but um, this will be a great podcast for them for the future and keep it in mind when, once you start hiring and doing that, uh, you will be able to uh, qualify this because this, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, this is a yearly tax credit that you would apply for. Right? You're exactly right. Um, I think that's the coolest part about it is the coolest part about it is that you can go back three tax years, right? Mm -hmm. So right now, 2019, 2020, 2021 are all in play. Um, each file or each tax year is calculated individually. That will add up to bring your overall recovery amount. Obviously, it's a way to maximize the recovery amount. But then you can go every year moving forward, you know, as long as you're in business. So um, our, employee our, our client retention rate is at like 99% <laughs> because when people finish their, it's happening right now, you know, people are finishing up their 2021s, they'll send them to us. Um, we'll get into our process later, but we would get going on the free analysis for them. Um, and then, yeah, it's a no brainer to do every year once you have started. Um, and then that money will compound down the road as you go. So being able to do it every year is a huge benefit. Yeah, definitely. And that was one thing that you know you and I spoke, we've worked on our past three years to get that going. We're almost finished with that. All right, Docs, here is a new opportunity for you from Darcy Sullivan of Propel. She is our SEO specialist in helping out many chiropractors uh, with their search engine optimization and making sure Google is finding you and getting you new patients. It's amazing how many new patients chiropractors can get and are getting when they do uh, the SEO right and a few other things. And Darcy is offering a free SEO workshop just for chiropractors. And you can sign up for that at bit.ly bit.ly slash propel MCM. That is bit.ly bit.ly propel MCM modern chiropractic marketing, right? And so check out that link. And we're going to have you go over five SEO secrets to owning the first page of Google uh, without buying ads. And Darcy's going to give that free workshop one hour to really help grow your practice and start churning new patients from the ever mighty Google, which is still king in the online marketing. So check that out at bit.ly slash propel MCM for the one hour free workshop. 
Hey doc, are you moving office spaces or you're a startup with your own new space or you're like me where you need renovations because it's starting to look a little worn after about 10 years like ours is? Um, Crossfield's chiropractic office design is here to elevate you wherever you're at and they're going to help maximize your space and flow. They're going to really help attract and retain patients and this is going to have a great ROI on your investment when you increase that patient experience. So check out chiropractic office designs by Crossfields. And we have a special link for modern chiropractic marketing listeners. And that is www.chiropracticofficedesign.com slash Kevin dash Christie. And with that, you're going to have discounts. We're going to have direct links to a mega bundle of free resources, and you can check them out and you can get 15 of our most popular floor plans, five phase checklist for a startup office, five point designer checklist to evaluate your current office image and there's 30% off on all online products when you go to www.chiropracticofficedesign.com slash Kevin dash Christie. Once you go through this process, if you refile for the last three years, uh, what's the estimated time frame that the IRS will send uh, you uh, a refund, I guess you would call it? Yeah, great question. So there's two timeframes. There's pre-COVID timeframe and then COVID timeframe. <laughs> yeah. uh, so pre-COVID timeframe, we were looking at three, four, five months, um, very quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was great. Um, COVID has obviously caused a lot of hurdles for everybody, um, including us in terms of IRS processing time. Yep. Um, so I'm sure you've seen in the news, it's everywhere. The IRS is overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Uh, any type of refund that you're applying for is taking longer than usual. Um, because in the midst of COVID, the IRS literally didn't go into the office um, for three months. They don't really have the capability to work from home um, with all the confidential information that they're dealing with. So this just pushed things back a little bit. Um, Right now, we're seeing six to eight, six to nine months to complete processing. We are seeing more positive signs that we're getting back um, to the normal timeline. I've even had a couple people get their refunds within two to three months. Um, so we're getting back to where we want to be. Um, but yeah, it's a little longer than it has been just due to the COVID backlog. Um, so as the IRS continues to work through that, and I know that they've staffed even more people recently, um, that should become faster and faster. Yeah. IRS is a mess a little bit right now. I, I actually, I had amended a return. I forget what year it was. And and so I got a a bill where I owed them $4,500 back in January and I, and I paid it. I was expecting that. And then they sent me another bill, like, uh, uh, maybe a month ago for the same exact amount. And I'm like, at first I didn't know it was the exact exact amount. I was like, how do I owe them more money? And I looked and I'd already written it. So my accountant sent it to him and it's like, you know, it's like, how did they, they cashed the check. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) They're they're disorganized. We have an entire, uh, we call it a post-processing department. All that they do is track these files and deal with the IRS. I think it's like the hardest job in, in our, in our business, <laughs> having to do that. They're sitting on the phone for hours. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, although processing time is taking a little longer than we'd like, it's still happening. I would have a bigger problem if, we, if, if, if uh, our clients were receiving notices that their claim was denied mm-hmm. or any of that. None of that stuff is happening, which is great. We're just dealing with a little bit of a longer wait but it's still coming to fruition, which is all that really matters. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Um, 
especially when you're getting money back. So, you know, it's just like right. extra, a little cherry on top. Uh, all right, perfect. So let's uh, let's dive in into you know why do you, why are you seeing chiropractors qualify for this? What are some of the things? And then you and I can kind of uh, go back and forth on that. Yeah. So I mentioned the big thing we're looking for ways that you've improved your product, your process, your technology, or time spent eliminating uncertainty. Um, I think this latter part of that, the time spent eliminating uncertainty is huge for chiropractors. A lot of the activities that qualify you, they're called qualified activities, you're doing on a day-to-day basis. So when I say eliminating uncertainty, I'm referring to time spent evaluating your patient requirements, uh, the time spent evaluating your alternatives to best treat the patient. Um, and then the implementation of that customized plan uh, to solve their needs. Mm-hmm. So it may need to adjust that plan too, as you go, which is part of it. But that process of evaluation, evaluating alternatives and planning mm-hmm. is what we call an elimination of uncertainty. That's something that you guys are doing every day, mm-hmm. right? Um now, a couple other ways that are very good um, that most do as well is this continuous education piece. Yep. So this continuous education allows you as a practice to stay competitive. I'm sure if you weren't doing it, you would be left behind. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody else next door might have the latest treatment, uh, latest equipment, and you'd probably fall behind as a practice. Yep. Um, so it is the activity of researching new procedures, mm-hmm. uh, implementing new procedures. Oftentimes when you, when you have to research and implement those new procedures, um, upgraded equipment is involved with that. Yep. Um, and then I'm sure that there is a training aspect of it too, that's involved with that. Mm-hmm. So everything I've just mentioned, you know, from a broad perspective are ways that you're becoming more competitive, the ways that you're improving your overall process as a chiropractor. So that elimination of uncertainty, that continuous education are really two of the main ways. Now, there's plenty of other things that you can do. Um, I know that, um, you know, I know that your practice has an app that you develop, you know, that's great. That that absolutely counts as well. Um, Even something like uh, moving to a cloud-based system to help with your scheduling and billing. Like that, that's a qualified activity too. Yeah. Let me touch on that a little bit because there's a few things there. One is the app. Yeah. Like, um, actually Jay Greenstein of Kaizenovate, uh, developed it, but it's all, uh, white label to our practice. Uh, we're able to integrate our EHR and our exercises and really just streamline the process. And like you said, the uncertainty for, uh, that and it falls under that technology category as well of really uh, trying to push the envelope from a technological standpoint to improve uh, our practice and so that's that's a big one. Uh, the other thing, like the continuing education, I mean, my audience, I I will say they are constantly improving the treatments and rehab and the different types of certifications they're getting, and uh, I, I would say that that's just uh, that one thing alone. I think everybody. Mm-hmm. Re- resonates with my audience, which is great. Uh, and then, you know, like, I don't know if it does, I'm just kind of riffing here, but we had to, uh, January 1st, we had to implement something called the good faith estimate, which is part of that, uh, that I forget the act that they passed, uh, no surprise act the government mm. passed. And so like we had to implement this whole process, uh, of the good faith estimate for our patients to make sure that they have clear, 
certainty of what it's going to cost them. And so I'm assuming that would probably fall under that as well, because we had to implement a whole process to make sure that was uh, implemented. Absolutely. I mean, having to adapt to meet changing regulations, Mm -hmm. um, absolutely a qualified activity. Um, And that's something I meant to mention earlier. Um, So those activities and, you know, as you've done and as you get started with us, we have this NDA and discovery form Uh, and the discovery portion of this. It asks a bunch of questions. What are you doing day to day um, really to improve your practice? Mm -hmm. So once we get going with the free analysis and all that, that, um, there's an industry review that's done by our experts at Business Incentive Solutions um, where they're looking at those qualified activities because Mm -hmm. that's a huge piece to being able to qualify for this credit. Yeah, that is great. And, you know, you, t- you mentioned the cloud, like a lot of people have EHRs that are in the cloud or, mm-hmm. you know, we offer online scheduling. Our, our website has everything from uh, exercise portal to online scheduling. Uh, you know, they can access their EHR through there. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're doing I know those were a few of the, uh, I think, five or six, I think we narrowed down for my practice in particular uh, right. that we discussed to to do that. And yeah, it was, it was an easy process, you know, I mean, there's definitely some numbers you have to run, you know, you you pull out your QuickBooks or whatever to get the employees that were working on projects and stuff, but I didn't uh, put a stopwatch to it, but I think it was like four or five hours of work for me total. Um, And my business is a little bit complicated here and there. And so so it wasn't that bad at all. And I know it's going to be well worth it, especially moving forward. Absolutely. Um, So really the way that the files calculate, you know, a lot of people ask me, how do you guys get these numbers? Um, yeah. How did they do this? So I, what I want to say is it's a niche form of accounting, right? Mm-hmm. So um, a lot of people get worried. Um, hey, why isn't my CPA doing this for me? Yeah. Uh, we work as an add-on to your CPA. Yep. So we need your CPA to do their work appropriately and correctly. And we work on top of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way that we kind of calculate the file from a high level if the business is exhibiting the right activities, like your practice was, mm-hmm. if you pay tax and you're in a qualified industry, really what we're able to do is take a percentage of cost of supplies, uh, outside contractor expenses, and then wages. So mm-hmm. those three buckets that I just mentioned right there, those are called qualified research expenses. So really expenses incurred on improving your product, your process, your technology. Um, so it's really this blending of qualified activities, qualified research expenses. Uh, what we do is take a percentage of those qualified research expenses. Those are measured up against tax liability, against gross receipts. Um, and from a high level, that's how your recovery is generated. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did want to make that point just because people are like, how, how did you guys get those numbers? Like, what are you guys doing? So, um, that is how it works. And that's, I'm glad you brought that up too, though. It's not, it's definitely not an indictment on your accountant for not doing this. Uh, I Mm -hmm. I ran it by my accountant and, and, you know, he had heard of it and stuff, but it's definitely a very specialized thing. There's a lot that goes into it. That's, uh, you know, it'd be just like anything else. There's certain subspecialties of it. And this is one of those. Uh, so it's good to, um, like you said, piggyback on your current accounting, make sure they're doing their job right. And that allows you guys to do your job right. Right. Yeah. Some who don't know about it, you know, they get threatened. They feel like they should know about it. And they're like, uh, yeah, they get protective. But, uh, you know, we partner with a ton of CPA firms around the country. 
um, you know, that send, they send us their clients and uh, we just work on top of them. So the CPA question is huge. The tax code is 70,000 pages. We can't expect your CPA to know how to do all of this. Uh, Obviously it has to be precise. You can't make mistakes on it. Um, So all that our firm does is specializes in this research development. Yeah. It's just, it's just like, I have a a contract attorney that I've, I've had for 13 years and I trust him with everything. And I, I remember it was like six or seven years ago, I had some healthcare um, law that I needed and it was outside of his scope. So he referred me to an outside firm and Mm -hmm. it wasn't an indictment on him as a a lawyer. It's just outside his specialty. And then last year we did all kinds of wills and trusts, same thing. It's like, so you can't expect your accountant to uh, be able to do every aspect of it. So uh, glad we we touched on that for sure. Now, it's obviously uh, impossible to give actual kind of numbers of what someone's going to get because there's so many variables. Uh, and, you know, there's going to be huge, massive companies that are going to get tons of money. And there's going to be small businesses going to be, uh, you know, a fair amount of money. But uh, what are some of the variables that go into into that? Yeah. So again, we're looking at cost of qualified research expenses. The larger the company, probably going to have a larger cost of supplies. Um, we are looking at gross receipts. Mm-hmm. Um, but the big thing is tax liability. If we're just looking at how much money you can get back, the money that you're ultimately getting back is a repayment of tax that you've already paid. So technically by filing, um, without taking advantage of the research and development tax credit, you pay tax is what we say unnecessarily. Mm -hmm. Um, So we are helping you get money back that you've already paid. So obviously the more that you've paid, the more that there is to get back (laughs) for you. Um, So that's really the, the rule of thumb in terms of how much money can I get back, but um, cost of supplies and um, outside contractor expenses and the wages aspect of it absolutely plays into it too. You know, generally you can say the larger the company, probably the more you can get back. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it varies. And the other thing I wanted to mention is uh, each tax year is calculated individually. So mm-hmm. I have plenty of clients that get back, I don't know, say 50 to 60,000 in 2019. Uh, 2020 was a bad year for everybody because nobody could do anything. I had a, I had a guy I work with 2020 was a no recovery. We go to 2021, he got back like 97,000 for 2021. So these years vary. Mm -hmm. Um, it's going to all depend, um, on the things that I mentioned previously. Um, but going forward, that's the thing too, as you grow and expand as a business and as a practice, um, you can expect to get more money back down the road. Yeah. And I'm assuming that person that got in the 90,000s probably wasn't a chiropractor. It's sorry. It was not a chiropractor for <laughs> yeah. one year. Yeah. It was That's a glass right. manufacturer, but it just, it's just crazy to see that, you know, you go from yeah. zero one year to all that money the next. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So going forward, that's something to keep in mind of as well. Cool. You know, and I mentioned, obviously I mentioned how many hours I put into it. You mentioned how long the IRS takes. Uh, if, if both parties, like, let's say, uh, you know, the chiropractor doing this and, and obviously your team are efficient, uh, how long is the process? Three or four weeks, two weeks? Yeah, no, great question. So the way we start, um, the way we start is to have you fill out this NDA and discovery form. Um, it's nine pages. Uh, the first portion of this guarantees your confidentiality. Obviously, we're dealing with sensitive information. Uh, the discovery portion of this is going to ask about your day-to-day activities, as we mentioned. Once that is completed and you indicate your corporation structure, 
we are going to request the last three years of your corporate and personal returns. Mm-hmm. Um, so we work mostly with S corps and LLCs. We'll get C corps mixed in occasionally, but say an S corp will request the last three years of your corporate 1120S, last three years of your 1040s. Uh, once those returns are uploaded and we get the BGR NDA discovery form, uh, we can get going right away on the free analysis portion of this. So again, that's done free, no obligation. Mm-hmm. That takes typically one to three weeks, um, usually on the quicker side, but one to three weeks where they'll do the industry review. They'll look at the qualified research expenses in the returns, um, and they will determine if this is something that's viable for you. Um, if it is viable, they will go in and come up with an estimate based upon one tax year. So that estimate's typically pretty close. They'll really dive into one tax year gotcha. um, and say, hey, you can get 15000 20000 back for this tax year. Mm-hmm. Um, if the client wishes to move forward from there, um, we have them sign a consulting agreement. Yep. Um, we have them fill out this additional business information form where I think it's what you alluded to earlier, where we just go through and look at four, five, six projects that you've done, four, five, six ways that you've improved your product or your process, um, and then just list who, who would have worked on those. And again, that's an approximation. And this, this is a big question I get. That, that Those numbers do not need to be exactly correct. Um, it used to be like that in 1981, where you have to go project by project, time track everybody, um, mm. and get all of that correct. What they found is that completely precluded small to medium-sized businesses from taking part because they don't do that. So um, we do not need that documentation to be, it's an approximation. It does not have to be specifically correct and you won't be held to that. But once that consulting agreement and additional business information form are completed, uh, business incentive solutions will go back in and complete all three tax years. Typically takes a little longer, two, three, four weeks on that. Um, and then once that's completed, we'll sign off, we'll mail it out for processing, um, and begin to track the file from there. Awesome. That sounds good. Yeah. It was, it was a a very easy process. You know, there's definitely some things you got to gather, but Mm -hmm. it's, it's not terrible at all. So, um, I, I really appreciate this information. Uh, I know there's probably some more questions our audience has. Um, how can they reach out to you if they want to start this free um, process of, of seeing if it uh, if it's a fit for them? Yeah, absolutely. Um, my email is matt.santon, so M-A-T-T dot S-A-N-T-E-N at businessgroupresources.com. Um, and you, know, you can even call or text me if you want. Um, my number 513-393- 0861. Um, happy to set something up with you. It doesn't take much time. And uh, yeah, we can get rolling from there. I tell everyone there's nothing to lose here. In terms of like the preliminary analysis, it's probably like 25 to 30 minutes, 40 mm-hmm. minutes of your time uh, completing that form and submitting your returns. Um, and it could be something that changes your, you know, changes your business forever going forward with this money that you can count on. Um, worst case is a no recovery and we didn't lose anything. We lost 30, 40 minutes of your time. So, uh, yeah, we tell people if there's money there, you probably should want to know about it. Um, nothing to lose. Yeah. And the thing I liked about it too, was that there wasn't upfront costs. I mean, I'll let you dive in it with right. them when they contact you, how it works, but it, it didn't cost me anything to figure out I'm going to get money back and then we can go from there. You can make the decision. So that was what I liked as well. So it was, uh, zero risk. Right. Exactly right. Zero risk, everything to gain. Absolutely. Perfect. 
Cool. Well, I really appreciate your time today. And I, uh, I'm excited about this for, for my audience because uh, it's been a great process for, for me. It was a great process for the doc in our mastermind and some of the other docs that have gone through it. And it's just something that's money on the table that you uh, really, really do. As long as you meet some of those basic requirements, like you said, having more than one W-2 employee and this, that, and the other thing. But if you have a practice that meets those, like you're going to, you're going to meet the requirements of the, like, okay, are you getting continuing education credit or, you know, right. there's almost no doubt that, about that. So uh, I thank you for your time today, Matt. Yeah. Thank you, Kevin, for having me on. And the last thing, you know, it's in the same vein as like the employee retention credit. That one's obviously easier to understand uh, how you qualify, but it's the same thing. This one's just um, people don't know about it as much and it's a little more complicated, but you know, if you're taking advantage of one, you should take advantage of the other, but uh, thank you, Kevin, for having me on. I really do appreciate it. That is it for this week's episode. But before you leave, check us out at www.modernchiropracticmarketing.com for all kinds of free resources such as blogs and the podcast episodes. We've got online courses. You can check out the Chiropractic Success Academy there, which is an amazing online coaching system for you at a very affordable monthly rate. Uh, there's a free online course on the modernchiropracticmarketing.com website, so check that out. We have all kinds of resources for you there. And we would also truly appreciate if you could rate and review this podcast if you're getting valuable information out of it. I can't thank you enough and we'll see you next week.